It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast, brought to you live from Shays Michelin. Cafe Shays Michelin. Cafe Michelin, to give it the correct title. <coughs> Beautiful little spot on the corner of the square near our hotel here in Leon. It's five o'clock on a Saturday evening. I'm not saying it's a hive of activity, but it's a trendy spot, I would suggest to you. Connacht have been beaten 34-20 by the mighty Leon. Are they mighty? I don't know. They're not up to the Bordeaux level. But the bottom line is Bordeaux, Saracens, Leon, throw them in the same boat. They've all beaten Connacht. And they've all, Alan Deegan, got bonus points in the process. Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah, it's disappointing. Connacht had the chance to win that game. They throw a line out in straight when they were within seven points. They have all the momentum. Everything is going their way. They don't. They have another chance. They blow that too. When they got their chances, they scored. That's the biggest difference. Yeah, and they got a lot of chances. Uh, probably let a few slip themselves too. William Davis, what have you ordered? Got a cafe coming your way? I've got a cup of coffee and a very, very large meringue with ice cream. Yeah, you spotted it on another table and you did a, I'll have what she's having. Exactly. You can hear the noise. Famous line in a movie a long time ago. <laughs> yes, indeed. For very different reasons. Um... Yes, what a disappointment. Yeah, look, it was a good game of rugby. It was very enjoyable. It was um, end-to-end, a bit mad, what we expected. But Connacht just can't seem to put a full performance together where they take their opportunities and don't give away some silly opportunities that the opposition convert. Uh, Alan's alluded to the two line-outs. Just small mistakes, Jack Carty doesn't get the ball off the field with a penalty early on, and then it um, they kick it back. He knocks it on. Two mistakes, and then they get a scrum and they get a try. And it it keeps it's a repeat process for Connacht these these problems. And somehow or other, well, if they don't if they don't fix it, they're going to run into more problems this season. They've got to find a way. To, to take out those mistakes. At times they play really well and they create stuff and they have finishers and they have... the Leon today weren't quite there to be taken but they certainly were there to be put under pressure and once they were put under pressure they didn't play well. They, they started to get very shapeless. Another opportunity, uh, Connacht attacking. Jack again goes for a cross kick to uh, Smith. He didn't have to cross-kick it. All he had to do was actually kick it into the... Anything, just kick it into the in-goal area in that general direction because Smith had 20 metres on any um, Leon player because their defence had completely concertinaed back on itself. And it's just small things like that, but small is how you win games. Well, I should say, we left the Connacht fans in the Stad Garland bopping along to some questionable music. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, high class. But anyways, main point is they're having a laugh 
and it isn't all doom and gloom but I think the Connacht team the Connacht players were a bit down do you know what we'll do we'll take you to the stadium uh, straight afterwards full time whistle from, from our commentary William first on the roundup on uh, immediately after the game and then we brought Alan in for his take and I think that'll give us kind of the raw kind of reaction to the contest back to me in a sec yeah well we've said it a lot this season that was a bit frustrating um, key moments of the game Connacht's game management was poor um, three very obvious chances in the second half when they got into the 22 only came away with three points I had no p- problem with them kicking the penalty but the two lineouts, one was a mess and one was a throw to the front which just didn't work for them and the Champions Cup has not been good for Connacht I think they wanted to use it to be a way of driving the season forward and actually the season stopped stone dead when they lost to uh, uh, Bordeaux at home 41-5 Saracens was was what it was they got a they got a four try bonus point out of it that's the only point they've had they've been well enough beaten here today by Leon. You, you feel that Leon are not hugely bothered about this competition but they can now put it to bed until April they don't have to think about this they can go and concentrate on the top 14 next week they're away at Saracens I expect they'll send a mixture of starters a few starters and a, a lot of extra players just to fulfil that fixture Connacht and Bristol on Friday night will depend if, if the, we need the Bulls to beat Bristol uh, in Bristol today and, and probably deny them a point Connacht have one point and Bristol have five points so realistically if, 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 if Bristol get nothing from that game which is unlikely but if they do Connacht is still in the competition if Bristol get one point Connacht is still in the competition but needing a bonus point win against Bristol yeah. and if Bristol get anything more than one point two points Connacht aren't even in the Challenge Cup this year they will be playing Bristol next Friday and it'll be a glorified run out it'll be a run out game which is very disappointing you don't want to be this competition isn't set up to be like that no but it's only just one team from each group uh, from four groups in the Champions Cup don't, don't advance progress. to something so therefore if you do that you're finishing somewhere between 21st and 24th and I don't think Connick can argue with that reality because they've conceded 38 points at home to Bordeaux 50 odd 41. points to Saracens 41 to Bordeaux 50 odd points to Saracens yeah uh, and, 34, and 34 here and of course they scored a few tries against Saracens didn't do much against Bordeaux at all of course they scored three tries here today and, and certainly raised a gallop but they're just not showing they're not making a case to suggest that they're a Champions Cup side this season no they're not um, and they're, the, the game management issue today about seizing your chances again they didn't they didn't take those chances the, the Achilles heel of the line out inside the 22 um, will come up again it'll be another question mark in games like these when you get field position like that and you've got the opposition a bit jittery you have to put them away and Leon were jittery at times look it was an enjoyable game it was ex- what we expected it to be but I think Connor could have I'm not going to say should have but could have really rattled that cage a bit more and that's the frustration they got the chances they didn't put the real pressure on I think if they got this game back to level scores or three points with maybe ten minutes to go I think Leon wouldn't have been confidently strutting around I also wonder too look we've said it before but decisions behind the scenes we'll ask about it we might find out more Bundyaki kept back for this game 
Finley Beelham kept back for next week as well possibly maybe they won't even be used next week maybe they're never going to be used in either game who knows we don't know the exact details but we will try and find out for you folks but Aki's on tour with the squad like there are possible gambles you have to make and it doesn't pay off when you when you lose out here and get nothing yeah look it's a difficult decision if you're if you're making decisions on minutes but the problem is when they don't when they're when they don't play and you lose people are entitled to ask the question why didn't they play if they turn around and say okay they didn't play because they we needed them for next week well next week's probably going to mean nothing could you have beaten bristol at home without them well maybe you could you have more chance of winning at home than you have on the road so it's, it's a justifiable question. I'm sure it's going to come up at the press conference here in a little while. Um, would Bundyak have made a difference today? Yeah, possibly. I think so. Although I thought Tom Daly had a very, very That's good game. That's always the way. And you know, we know what we say about Colin Ford. He's one of the top centres. Well, well, you know, well, he's injured at the moment. But what I'm saying is, you know, there, there's players playing well in that position. Ford before Daly. Daly today. Yeah. But Aki has, has obviously well, Lackey a is, level that's above that. He's a that. different level. It's, um, uh, and we know that. And that's... But that's the decisions they have to make. But you would feel uh, that that's a viable question. And it's going to come up, has to be asked. We're not getting it done in the 22. We created chance, We created clear-cut chances for lineouts. They weren't even contesting th- those lineouts. They wanted to stop. Therefore, they felt they couldn't stop our mall by contesting. And two shambolic lineouts. You, you can't keep doing that. You just you have to find a way to eliminate that from your game. In this type of games, you get opportunities and you take them. Or if you don't take them, you lose. Massive effort from Connacht in this one. Uh, the huge Connacht travelling sport. I'd say there's easily 250-odd fans over here. have given a lovely receptions and Connacht players who put in a massive battling effort in the second half but William has highlighted it didn't convert their chances the better team won this and Leon were the better I, I, team I don't by, know by I, I, I disagree because if, if Connacht get the penalty they should have got so when they got them within seven points when we were going for the draw we had the pressure on they had a line out five metres out they took it short spun it around Leon illegally took that down that should have been another penalty Connacht turned the ball over because Brandegast had to release it and then they turned the ball over and Connacht never got back from there Yeah. at that point there's another penalty another line out Connacht score Connacht win the game Yeah. because Leon were blown they I, were I gone see, I see what you're saying but like you lose 34-20 I don't know if you can blame the referee and say you were the no, better no, team do you no, know what I mean Like, yeah, I don't know if you can blame I, I the referee on that decision and say I, I well, see no, what no, you're well, saying that Connacht could have yes. and it was very much it, more was, finer than it was yes. but I think the better team won do you oh, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Well, I think when they, they put 14 score, yeah. and the way they finished, yeah. that, that, like that would be my counter-argument. But like it's, 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 it's stunning when you say that because like our listeners will have listened to those last few minutes and you're just kind of honing back on an absolute critical moment in the game, which I completely Turning agree point. with you. It should have been a penalty yep. and Connacht had all the momentum. And who knows yeah. then? Who knows? They had, they had every bit of momentum. They'd grown. They came out in the second half and did exactly what yeah. we asked them to do at halftime. Yeah. Okay, they, gave it, they did give a try away, but they got themselves in. They were doing playing excellent rugby. Now, you have to remember, Connacht finished the game with what I reckon are only four nailed-on starters. Yeah, good shout, yeah. You know, so now, Leon obviously had maybe four nailed-on starters on no, the field no, at that stage as no, well. No, they, they, yeah. they had a few more. Well, certainly at the start. We, yeah, we the saw start. that they, they had about 12 changes from their last home.
home game. But yeah. then they're bringing back Berland and he's yeah, a top, yeah. star, a top starter and stuff. And they brought a few guys off the bench, Marchand, fair yeah. point. But I, I think, where, look, where did it seems like to me quite clear the Connacht lost the game between the 10th minute and the 35th minute of this match, where Leon scored 20 unanswered. Yes. Connacht are getting dominated at scrum time, mm-hmm. line-outs going astray. Yeah, like, the scrum, the scrum, scrum was, was, was particularly bad because you cannot win a game if you don't have a scrum. A couple of line-outs then went wrong as well. We couldn't get ourselves out of our own half. I think at one stage, after 28 minutes, um, to, uh, Leon had 87% territory and 80% possession or something like yeah. that. You cannot win a game. No. In France, no. you cannot win a game with that. And the way that they were able to get space for their players, their small players created havoc. Because when you get a small player against a big player, if you give them any space, they're going to create mayhem. And Abrahams was phenomenal at that today. He was absolutely He was. Brilliant. We were kind of joking about how he got tries taken off him by yeah, Bolton yeah. and Jennings. But they were all brilliant moves. It was, yeah. it was superb defending that was stopping him. And he persevered. He got his second try. Absolutely. And even at the start of the game, um, you know, he, what I think it was him, or maybe it was the fullback, who spotted the two, sent the two props in the middle of the field. And that's where they got their first try from. He saw two props and went, ooh, that <laughs> just Excellent. went. Yeah. Two boys had no chance of catching them. Um, up to that point, Connacht had been just knocking them back left, right and centre. There was an awful lot of good in what you saw out there from Connacht today. Um, but, yeah, they just they didn't get some breaks that they needed. And they they needed get like some Jack Anger getting, coming, yeah. pulling out with a book is yeah. a huge book. Because Anger, we feel, is pushing for Irish selection this year. He's been so good. Yeah. Uh, massive loss Robertson McCoy Dylan Shirley Martin right before the game yes you know, like that, that's, that's another so you're, you're playing all of a sudden you're playing with you know your front row has come back into your third stroke fourth choice front row yeah um, and that, that caused that problem as you say they eventually fixed it and, and got it working but at that point they'd, they'd let too many scores in they'd given to Leon a bit too much leeway to play with and gave them the ability to just sort of run whenever they felt like it because they were so far they'd scored so many points at that point in the game but I think that scoreline is is a bit harsh on Connacht I agree 100% and I think it's important that people know that and also look the bottom line is I would say and the counterpoint of the decision for the referee is Connacht also had line outs in the 22 that they threw crooked yes they had one particular key one just before it so so take you know control the controllables as James said Sullivan would have said and uh Connick didn't do that. Yes, and that yeah, that actually that's that's probably just as big, if not bigger, because yeah. that they were in full control at that stage. Like that would have put them; they wouldn't have needed three points to get within seven. Yeah. They would have been scoring to try to get within well, three. Was that the right call? You guys both said it was to kick the three points to get within at seven. At the time, I, I, like, I felt at the time. You know, you get a try, you get the fourth try. There's a bonus point there. I know, but see, if, if that's when they came back down and got and, there. But the only thing is, you're only chasing a draw then. You kick into the corner and go ah, for yeah, the try. Yeah, but you've got three points. Okay. You've got three points. All plus, right, plus you right. also have momentum. And if you get three, if you get another score there, you have them beaten. You know, you have, you, you know they're, they're a classic French side. You get after them, they go, oh, what's going on here? And kind of could have went in. Like that very last pass. That last pass sticks. Doesn't go forward. Shane Bolton had broken. He was yeah. gone. If that ball what was, a, was a, that meter, a meter just, forward. Just like the way they finished against Saracen. They yeah. would have finished with a try. They would yeah. have, and prob- and they, we can definitely say this much. They would have deserved the couple of bonus points. Before we come back to Café Michelin, um, where we promise we'll pick up the pace and bring you some enthusiastic takes. I don't know where we're going to find the positives, but we will find the positives. I don't know what kind of coffee I got. I'm looking at it going, what is this? Bad choice. Anyways, moving on. Uh, here is, first of all, Joe Joyce, followed by Pete Wilkins. Uh, Joe, I suppose you're going to be give us some perspective on, on what that means to this group because it was some game, it was back and forth, but to come away with nothing really must really hurt the whole team. 
it's tough obviously naturally when you go away from home you put everything into it for 80 minutes and you come away with nothing after having patches where we showed we could really hurt them so yeah that's probably the thing I'd say we was very good in spells but we also let off in big spells as well so ran away from us in the end Great start. I mean, that try, you had defended well for the first few minutes. You get a try. Uh, then it just, it saved, the game got very scrappy and they built up a big lead. Yeah, it did. First of all, I didn't know Jantz could run that fast, to be honest. <laughs> so was, uh, I think we was in shock from his try. That's what happened. But now, um, yeah, it's a shame that after it was such a great start, we couldn't put a foot down and really uh, score again. But saying that, we came in at time when we were confident. It was only a 10-point game. Every time we attacked, we were, we were applying pressure. We looked like we were going to hurt him. So... Yeah, we, we all truly believe the halftime game is there for a taken, so just come, come in when the game's finished and have no points to take home is, is disappointing. Yeah, two tries you just side of halftime and, and a brilliant mall try, McElroy getting the touchdown. Yeah, that's that's where the game's with you. How did it get away? What, what, what do you feel you look at most in terms of why it went from 2017 to what it was in the end? Well, I'll st- stick to the mall point, obviously. We mauled up the field to get penalties, get that opportunity yeah. to ball over to score. So we, we had a way into the game and that was our mall. And then we had another two chances five metres out again and then we had a not straight and then we had a, a clear sack I thought when we, were, when we was marching so yeah. it's fine margins so there's the fine margins especially away from home uh, you got to get right so uh, yeah it's disappointing but saying that there were still positives in there so we've really grown our more recently they had a lot of goes at us as well on our line and we stopped them so but it's, it's frustrating when you talk about positives and stuff yeah. they only feel good when you take points as well so yeah. uh, I'm clutching a bit here. Yeah. I will say, like, there's there's maybe 10, 12 first choice players missing there uh, because of injuries and everything else. But you're not, like, you know, a lot of players got a chance today. Yeah, I don't want to get into You can go around every problem at the moment and say that, can't you? So I think that's a bit of a victim mentality. So I don't, I don't really want to entertain that because the other day, I think there's 23 players today that could have come here and got a result. And at, at half time, it was still there for us. And we, everyone watching probably thinks at the end of the game, that was a game we could have took points from as well. So, yeah, I know you're saying there's some big big players missing, but I think in every team, every sport, <laughs> everyone deals with injuries. So it's it's not really an excuse. So we, we don't want to fall into that trap. What was that like out there compared to the URC? What is it like playing in this kind of environment? Um, Obviously the venues. <laughs> yeah. The crowd, is. I think it's, it's a loud crowd. Um, I think when you're away from home, especially in France, the momentum can turn against you quick. So it's how you can get all that again. But uh, yeah, obviously the physicality steps up. Just look at the locks in my position today. It was a big old units, but um, I thought we managed that as well. So it's up to us to manage that for the for the whole game. But it's, that's what I love this competition. You get to come places like this and play against these players. And so big big effort next week against Bristol. So I'm looking forward to that one especially. Thanks, Joe. Cheers. Pete Wilkins. Um chatting to Joe Joyce. A lot of disappointment coming from the players' management. I'm sh- sure as well. This is. Champions Cup done and dusted, and as we record this, we're not even sure if Challenge Cup is still a possibility. So it, it's a really disappointing night, isn't it? Well, it's frustrating because I think when the the bits where we we put some some phase attack together, and, and I think the bits where we had the ball in the attacking half, we looked so dangerous. And I think for us, the game was there for the taking. I think you know people would have seen it as a surprise result had we done it, but mm. we had so much belief coming into it, and we saw those glimpses to show we could do it. And I think particularly in that third quarter where we accelerated and, and really sort of assert ourselves on the game. 
um, you know, I felt like we were having some momentum there that, um, you know, we, we were putting our fate in our hands. And then, you know, the back quarter of the game, I, I think, um, you know, Leon turned up the physicality and, and they obviously got a few bends on the edge and took the game away from us or at least uh, prevented us from, from being able to really sort of rein them in. So that, that's the frustrating bit. I mean, the bigger picture of the Champions Cup, Challenge Cup, of course, that's there as well. But but right now it, it feels like an opportunity missed in terms of the game itself. And um you know, if um, if we'd got that bit right, then there's a big knock-on effect in terms of all those competitions. You say they took the game away from us, but did you take the game away from yourselves a little bit as well? Well, I think, look, I, I think the first quarter of the game, I thought we started brightly despite not having much of the ball. And the second quarter, I think when we started to look really threatening, we conceded a bunch of penalties that really run us all the way through to half-time. I think obviously got on the wrong side of the referee at scrum time. And there were three or uh, maybe even four penalties there that I think were, were really significant in terms of not just giving um, giving Leon points uh, from that, obviously in terms of in terms of converting those penalties or, or kicking to touch and getting them all in the game, but it was preventing us from playing more. So I, I think that, that run of penalties was crucial. Um, and uh, as I said, when we had the ball, we were, we were in good shape. Uh, and I think um, you know, had, had we just been a little bit tidier in that second quarter, I think we'd had a real platform to to go after them. Because if their score doesn't get out to ten points. You know they start to play the game differently, and they're a bit more twitchy, and and you know you can really start to apply some pressure. So um, yeah, there's a frustration there, definitely. So like you know you come into this game, I'm curious about Bundiaki and Finley Beelham. Are they decisions that you're making? I know you have to rest them to a certain amount. Did you say this? They'll hold off on this one and go for Bristol, or just talk us through that. Yeah, look, it's, it, we do have to rest them, and and we do have to um, we do have to uh, we can't play them every game between between here and the Six Nations. So, you know, that's decided for us. But at the same time, you know, we can work out how and when we use them, and um, you know, certainly for us. Um, you know, we felt that uh, you're in, in one of two situations, either in a situation where you're looking at them physically and going, actually, they need a week off. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly that's the case in terms of um, in terms of Finley, in terms of the amount of rugby he's had since he's come back to us. Um, or you're looking at them and saying, which game is the right game? I mean, there's no perfect game, is there, to, to not play some of your best players? But which game is the right game to not use them? And in Bundy's case, uh, we thought about Ulster originally, but, but he was improving so much with every game that he was playing for us. Ulster became such an important game in the URC context. He and we were keen to keep him going. Uh, Munster, who's never going to miss, and then you know it's a choice between Leon and Bristol, and um, you know Bristol being a, a Champions Cup game at home, regardless of the context of the competition. You know we want our best possible team out there for that. So it's a process of elimination in some ways. It's not um, it's not ideal. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's about looking after their bodies and, and it's about sending them into into camp um, after that Bristol week. We're, we're giving them the, uh, and the national team the best possible chance of success. You could have done without Jack Ainger pulling up before the game. You could have done without Dylan Tierney Martin. Uh, do, do you feel like uh, things are a bit stacked against you at times? Maybe even some of those refereeing decisions. We were watching them all in the second half that we felt was pulled down. I don't know how you feel about it. No, well, look, I, I think in terms of, you know, the, the pullouts on the day, it's, um, it's, it's always frustrating. Uh, I don't feel, um, I don't feel the, uh, I don't feel the, you know, the fates are against us in that sense. That happens and, and you get a few of those every season. We've actually been fortunate not to have had really, apart from the Joe Joyce one in Ulster, we hadn't had anything this season. So in that sense, uh, you know, I, I think at some point you're going to have it. It's a shame we had two today and two in the front row. And particularly, I think Jack Angel had been going so well. When you're looking at those opportunities to, um, you know, give say Finley a, a break, a, a compulsory break, um, 
you know, it, it, uh, it softens the blow, I suppose, when you know you've got someone like Jack who's, who's there and, and been doing such a brilliant job. And, you know, any other team would be starting week to week because he's, um, you know, he's a quality player. So, yeah, there's a frustration with that bit of it, um, as I said. And, uh, you know, in terms of the refereeing piece, like I, I think every week there's decisions we don't agree with. And, um, you know, particularly away from home, it's always a little bit tougher perception-wise with, with scrums and, and malls. As we said in the commentary, obviously there was a line-out before that that was crooked, so it's control the controllables, to be your point. Um, how important is it that Connacht are out of, probably going to be out of Europe now this early? Like, How much of a blow is that to your hopes and plans? Uh, look, I think if, if that's the way it plays out, uh, of course it's a blow. You know, I don't think we'd say otherwise. Like we're, um, you know, everyone wants to win, and, and everyone's determined to be fighting on two fronts. And um, you know, to um, to be exiting Europe if that's the way it plays out. But either way, exiting the Champions Cup, um, you know, it is a blow. And, and you know, none of us will hide from that because, um, as I said, we we want to be achieving and want to be you know making everyone proud. Um, you know, at the same time, I think if we get the job done in the URC, I think we give ourselves finals rugby this year. And if we can get into those knockout stages and progress like we did last year, then um, that doesn't stop the season being a success. And I think when you stand back and look at it, the important thing is that we give ourselves the platform to be competing in, in Europe's best competition year on year. And, and that's where the consistency will come for us. And that's where the growth will come across the sort of medium and long term as well. So, look, I wouldn't be judging our season on this. I, I think we'll, you know, we'll take stock when we get to the end of the URC. Um, but of course, of course, we want to be uh, competing in, in European rugby for as long as possible. Good luck today. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Rob. Cheers. Welcome back for the final section of the podcast. Alan. Yeah, sorry, just wanted to jump in there. I'm just looking at, at Munster are currently beating uh, Toulon 29-18, uh, 66 minutes gone. Last night, and this is the bigger one for me, last night, Benetton absolutely hammered Newcastle in Newcastle. Something we couldn't do. Now, I'm to double-check that was in, in the Newcastle, Challenge Cup. In the Challenge Cup. Maybe it was in Benetton, but... No, it was in Newcastle. It was in Newcastle, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just it just seems that uh, we we get our opportunity get an opportunity to do stuff and we don't do it. Other teams are doing it, and it's just there's a mindset there that I worry that our guys just haven't quite got across yet, and we need to figure out what it is. Yeah, is it? I don't know, William, but is it ultimately too that with the greatest will in the world, if you were to you were to just get a, a make a few decisions in the past again in terms of bringing players through there was players in the squad today that just aren't going to make it they're not like it's a cutthroat world and one or two players today just looked a little bit short of what's required at this level mm, possibly but the issue is a lot of them haven't played um i mean michael mcdonald didn't come with a huge reputation i thought he had a good game today i agree yeah, his yeah, box, his box kicking's a little questionable i accept that but his pass is uh, his pass is phenomenal he's very brave in defense he puts himself about i think i'll have to say i don't I, look newcastle haven't won a game all season i understand where alan's coming with benetton but they're trying to survive and they were a better side last year but we still did stuff that game up Connacht did get their act together mentally last season when they won six out of seven and seven out of eight in the URC. Got to a semi, won a quarterfinal, got to a semi-final. But we don't seem to have built on that. That doesn't seem to be something that's around this team or being discussed. And I think where they're being caught short a bit is people's expectations have gone up a notch from that. And they haven't reached those expectations. And that's where they're, we're frustrated. The fans are a bit frustrated. Because they can't quite see why 
you can't carry on from what they did last season. And they certainly haven't. Now, they've got the chance to do it. But if they keep playing like they did today, they won't do it because they won't beat the likes of Cardiff in Cardiff. But there's an irony. You mentioned Cardiff. Like We were given out last year about the qualification procedure and if you didn't finish in the top eight, you could still sneak in. And Cardiff, I think, Cardiff are the sneaky oh, Well, they're doing a lot better than we are in the competition. Now, that doesn't prove a point at all because that's not how it works. If you fail the next year, it doesn't mean you didn't deserve your place. Connick did deserve their place, but they haven't really... I, I, like, I want to find the right words here, but I, they haven't really given the Connick supporters a chance to say haha this is what we've done you know I, I don't want to say they haven't done Connick proud because I, I think they have in terms of their fight back against Saracens and their fight back here I think there's plenty that you can be proud about yeah, but they're yeah, not really giving you a sense that oh our team belongs in this competition they don't really look like they do at the moment that's a lot of points conceded averaging over 35 points a game like. yeah yeah yeah. 130 points conceded in three games is, is a heck of a lot at the same time it's always it's it's like the sliding doors incident we just saw on the tram there where <laughs> two Full guys on. running on one one girl gets yeah. on the other girl doesn't and they sort of look at each other going oh my god what are you god, doing what are you at and there was a the, tram in two minutes though so. there was yeah yeah but you're 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 looking at the situation where I think if Jack Anger starts today we don't give that twenty points away because we don't give four scrum penalties away in a row which gives them every piece of field position they need plus to me Jack Ainge is close enough to the Irish squad at this stage and Dominic Robertson McCoy for all his hard work and all his effort isn't yeah. and, he gave and 10 great minutes takes, after half time it, but he had it reminded me of stuff. the first time I watched the Super Bowl with my dad Denver were playing Denver Broncos were in, playing against the New York Giants the Giants at the time a guy called Lawrence Taylor known as the LT Express you didn't know he was coming until he hit you Denver went 10-0 up then their left tackle got injured and I said to my dad this was like 11 minutes into the game and I said to my dad the game's over he went what? I said they've lost their only man who can stop Lawrence Taylor the game is now over doesn't matter what John Elway does Taylor is going to hunt them down and he did he had something like four sacks in that game and it, and it was that close Denver were almost good enough to win a Super Bowl one injury and the whole thing fell apart. And that's what it felt like today when Jack Angel went off. Didn't help Dylan Tierney Martin going off either. No, I can't buy that, Alan. I mean, look, uh, you've got to... I suspect Jack Angel might have done better. He might not have done. You, you can't throw it down to one thing. They had enough ball and enough field position to do better than the result comes out. It's unfortunate... It's unfortunate that they uh, that he, he got injured. He could have got injured after 30. He didn't get injured, sorry. He got ill. Well, the scrums were key, William. I mean, whether you can't boil it down to one player, the scrums really did lose him this oh, game. Oh, they did, yeah. But that could have happened if Angel was on the field. It's, I, I would be inclined to say that it probably didn't uh, or probably wouldn't. Uh, the line-out actually went quite well most of the time, except when they're inside the 22. Uh, and that's, a, you know... What is it? We don't seem to have any line-out thrower who can throw the ball consistently on uh, attacking line-outs inside the opposition 22. Defensive line-outs in their own 22 is no problem. Anywhere else on the field, it worked well today. Um, yeah, that's the frustration. But we, we're going round in circles a bit now, and somebody has got to get a grip inside oh. in the coaching team. Yeah. Uh, and that really comes back on the head coach, or it comes back on... Uh, the other coaches, but mostly the head coach, because uh, it's a hard role being head coach um, to say um, that we've got to stop this. 
and you've got to be able to mix and match some of your players as well. So it's it's just a very, very frustrating game. There's been too many of them this season. Uh, you can ream them off. Uh, Edinburgh away was frustrating that they didn't see that game out. They should have beaten Leinster. They could and probably should have beaten Ulster. And now this one's turned up here today. I don't think Leon were that bothered about it. They played well enough to win a home game. Uh, if they're away in the round of 16 in April, when Connacht won't, well, unless something bizarre happens again in the Challenge Cup, uh, I suspect Leon will be comprehensively beaten wherever they're playing. That's fair enough. I mean, that's fairly comprehensive coverage, lads. I mean, we've had the audio post-game. I mean, I'm sure our listeners at home are just feeling a bit glum right now. You know, yep. whatever way we look at things, this season... And it's funny because William was picking up, we should have drawn with Edinburgh, we should have beaten Ulster. This is off the record a few minutes ago. We shouldn't have let the Leinster game slip and we probably should have got something out of this. But when you, when you actually break that down fully, it's, it shows you how hard the competition is because you're talking about a way to Edinburgh, a way to Ulster. Like, unfortunately, it's a tough campaign and Connacht do just seem to be falling short, Alan. They're just not good enough at the moment. To be a yes. Champions Cup yes. knockout, yes, yes. at yes. the moment. Just, yeah. no, I'm just looking, 68 minutes gone, the Bulls are now winning 24-7. Okay, so they might stay alive in the Challenge Cup race, but they still got to beat Bristol. And nothing I've seen in the last few weeks give me a huge amount of confidence that they can do that. No, but they're going to play at home and we always play at least 60-70% to 70% better at home than we do away. Connacht are a really tough team to play at home. Um, Bristol, if they, come, if they come away from this with a, a hammering, what have they got to play for? Yeah, absolutely, and that's they're a team that's in a bit of free fall at the moment. Pat Lamb is under a lot of pressure. And Listen, uh, that, that Bulls result, if coming true, and our listeners obviously know all this afterwards, that, that's a huge break for a colleague. Yeah. Because just well, having something to play for at the sports ground, that's amazing. The trick now is, go and seize it. Yeah. We and went stay alive to, in we Europe, went to yeah. Newcastle last year, and the golden ticket was handed to them. I can't remember the results. Uh, f- a bonus point win, they were going to have home advantage all the way through all the competition. All the way through. And suddenly, they're 21-0 down after 18 minutes, and you're sitting there going, I won't say what I was going to say, but WTF actually covers it. And then they get back into it, and then you have Cahill Ford, and the forward pass, which he has twice... Of course he has, because twice this season he's got that play right, but he didn't quite get it right. They had the game. We had a forward pass in the last minute today that could have picked up two bonus points. Would have made yes. next weekend's job I think I, I think he was gone. If he collected that, he was gone. Shane Bolton. If you want to look at positives, Michael McDonald today. Agreed. Shane Bolton yes. is playing really, really good. Excited rugby. by Bolton, yeah. Um, Daly put in a fine Daly shift. put in a hell of a shift today. A player who could be... Maybe thinking he has to go somewhere else to get regular starts. I don't know. But he will. Ne- he is. He's very brave and he's got better. And we, we can pick out more. Joe Joyce had a pretty good game. Keen Prendergast, who always has a good game. Jared Butler always Tyke has McElroy a good game. Tyke away. Ty- Ty- One crooked yeah. line out that'll, ha- they'll hang that'll him hang on. But, but the thing is... Our mall looked good. Is that a team performance or is that still individuals playing well? Can you rate the team based on what no, the individuals are doing? No, I don't think so. No, that's the problem. I know that was rhetorical, but I, I don't think so. I think ultimately this is below par and it's disappointing. 
it but is, but there's but a little bit of a glimmer of hope. So I know, that happens, but we, like, we barely deserve that, Alan. Do you know? We don't. We don't. We're not good enough for this not, competition. It's not about deserving. Of course not. It's about taking opportunities yeah, 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 yeah. when they arise, and now we have an opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think listeners to our interview will have seen uh, me ask Pete Wilkins, you know, Europe's over. And he was like, yeah, Europe, I said, well, I didn't say Europe's over, of course. I said, it, Europe could be over. Champions Cup is over. And he was fully acknowledging that that is really, he, like he specifically said, look, if Europe's over, that'd be a huge disappointment. But it is a huge disappointment that we're out of the Champions Cup. So he definitely sets the bar in his Well, I'm, sa- I'm going to say it now. Beat Bristol, get a round of 16 oh, away game, 7th of April in the south of France. And I'm right up for it. But, but, but it'll be a Challenge Cup game. Which is, which is where we really should be looking at, not Champions Cup. We're not quite Champions Cup. We've, that's know. been proven this season. Once you're there, though. If we can win next week, Challenge Cup is there for us. I believe it's there for us. Well, we didn't show ourselves well in it last year. Benetton bet us off the park and so did Newcastle. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully we've advanced in that sense. And we know we advanced a lot after that, which is critical. So never, never get too stuck in those moments. We need to go and eat. We've had our coffees nearly. Had our coffees, but my flame and dessert never arrived. So now I'm told we have to go. So I'm just going to have two of them after I've had my steak dinner. We are searching for a steak in Leon. I mean, it can't be that hard, but who knows? Absolutely. We'll have to wait and see. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'll take whatever's going right now because I'm starving. Get away with your McDonald's. Tough times here in Leon for the craggy crew. That's not shocker. one of you feel sorry for us. Talk to you soon, folks. Break out or nothing changes Side